so apparently things got a little crazy and that girl came back to life. What? Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. As per usual. So uh, this week, we don't really know uh, what, Steve. Uh, kind of our, our holiday traditions, or I think we're going to call this episode, We Don't Know How to Holiday. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't. Yeah. So I guess this one kind of uh, came about because the last couple of weeks we've been talking about uh, different things that we did uh, with our friends and family around this kind of holiday season while we were growing up. Maybe some things we don't do anymore. And um, some things we can't do because we're not in the vicinity to do it. Sure, sure. And we thought it'd be kind of kind of cool to talk about this. Yeah. Because it turns out we've got we we did a lot of stuff growing up. Yeah. And I know I'm gonna learn some stuff about you. And I'll learn some stuff about you. And everyone will learn stuff about us. I'm so sorry, dear readers. Dear listeners. Ah, whatever. Readers, listeners. They're not reading anything. Well, maybe they are if they're getting it on the blog. You don't know. Oh, do you, you actually write know? stuff? Oh, that's good to know. Oh, clearly Thanks you don't write our communication. blog. Clearly we have a communication issue. I mean, if you know us, you definitely know that we do. That's another episode. <laughs> that's uh, and counseling. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I blame it all on you. Anyways, so uh, today we got our Christmas tree which is kind of like one of our traditions Mm -hmm. among most kind of American families, I think. So uh, it was raining today and we were like, hey, let's get a Christmas tree because it's going to be wet and it'll be awesome. And you know what's fun when things are wet and awesome? Electricity. And Christmas trees. Yeah. Now, I wasn't that wet. I mean, we're in California. We don't get that much rain down here. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't rain really bad. It was just a little sprinkles. Yeah. But it was good. Mike spent uh, like two hours programming his lights to put on the tree it's not two hours i didn't even program it it was two hours but mike uh last year he started this uh what do you call it an arduino 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 kit it's like a little uh computer board that uh, you can program and make the lights do all kinds of crazy Mm -hmm. uh world of color kind of stuff yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool i need to play with it a little more but uh when i have time i'll try to do that so never yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of becoming one of our traditions now is seeing like what else you can do with that. that mm-hmm. light. Yeah. Super awesome because you can program it to do kind of anything you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of traditions, before we get into our old, our old uh, traditions of holiday season, Ooh. Uh, this is podcast number 10. <gasps> this Ooh, is episode number it. 10 for us. So you, you hung in there. I, I didn't did. know if you were going to, but uh, uh, yeah. I did. don't know how you wrote me into this crap, but uh, I'm proud of you. Here we go. Everybody, give him a, give him so, a clap. When so, woohoo! Or something. <laughs> yeah. You can add some canned laughter there. Yeah. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get started with our with our uh, old uh, seasonal throwbacks here. I feel like we should cue some, some sleigh bells in here to take <laughs> us into the holiday season. I mean, we got loops. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do all or right. how tired I am. Uh <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you? I've, I've talked a lot. Why don't you start us off? I mean, you usually do. Um, Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, usually I think I touched upon it uh, in the last episode about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Texas, Houston, where I'm from, 
Uh, I used to get together with my um, my mom's family, mm-hmm. uh, and we would usually have Thanksgiving, and I'd bounce over to my dad's family. Uh, but prior to having the Thanksgiving like dinner lunch, we would get up really early, and we would go downtown, and we would get ready for the get up some seats for the uh, Thanksgiving parade there. Okay, and downtown, uh, like where all the big the well, skyscrapers are yeah, and all that, all the okay. big buildings and stuff. They had a big uh, Thanksgiving parade, mm-hmm. so we would go and watch that, and that was always fun. It was always cold. Mm-hmm. I remember always seeing my breath. Cold in Houston? Oh gosh, yeah, it gets really cold. It gets freezing sometimes. I guess I've never been there in the uh, when it's cold in the like winter. Yeah, snow sometimes. I really? S- yep. Wow. Okay. Not very often, but yeah, it definitely snows, freezes over. You gotta cover up all your stuff. Wow. Your garden stuff because it free uh, frost warnings and stuff. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'd go there. I remember having like a. McDonald's breakfast and we yes. sit down and like I probably had hot cocoa because I didn't drink coffee at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'd watch the parade and then after that we would go home and get How ready. big was this parade? Was it like Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade with <sighs> giant floats and balloons and stuff? I don't think it had balloons. No. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it had floats. That's cool. Yeah. Otherwise, why would we go? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. A lot of people would always show up, um, and that was a fond memory that I had. Yeah. How little were you when you did this? Real little. <laughs> yeah. Like like toddler or like elementary no, school? No, probably elementary school okay. on up. Cool. So that was a nice tradition that we would always do before. That's fun. Uh, Thanksgiving. Nice. Like the dinner. That's cool. That, so that was before dinner. You'd do that, then you'd go home and eat. The turkey and all uh-huh. that. And then I go bounce over to my other family, my dad's side of the family, and oh, I have see. more Thanksgiving. Mm, and Aunt Mary would always make the uh, broccoli cheese rice dish. Oh, yum. Oh, so good. Thanks, <laughs> Aunt Mary. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Do they still do the parade in Houston there? I think so. Not, Not sure. sure. Yeah. All right. I mean, I haven't been there for a while, so True. I don't really know. I'm, I'm guessing they probably do. I would assume so. Yeah. Cool. And then we watch. We also like watch some of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade on TV. Yeah, which we did this year. You always do that. Yeah. And then also the first Macy's Thanksgiving Parade was held in 1924. So that's Dang. a long time ago. Yeah, it's uh, almost 100 years. Yeah, crazy. Have you been watching it though? Uh, yes, I've been watching it at, at age 35. I've been watching it almost 100 years. It's magic math. You are magic math. No. <laughs> no. I watched it a little bit when I was a kid, and then the last couple of years I've had it on while I do other stuff. Yeah. It's kind of bad now, but it's one of those things where it's a tradition. Yeah. I think the podcast is all about traditions. I swear we say tradition like in every single podcast. Maybe it should be like a goal now to like, it can be like our magic word like on Wee's Playhouse where like we have to like slip it in every episode somehow. <laughs> It can be an episode about like future and technology, but we'll slip in the word tradition and then it'll be like scream real loud. Ah, I thought you were going to take it somewhere else. Like, oh, let's make the podcast all about traditions in other countries and all around the world. And then we can travel all these all to all these places. And I mean, I like that idea more, but um, the show doesn't have the budget for that. Oh, how do we do that? I don't know. You figure that out. We'll start. We'll start selling um, advertising. No, oh, this no, new no mattress. No, no, no. 
or this new website. We don't need to give creator. people a reason to fast forward. Oh, we'd make it really fast. All right. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So uh, what's your tradition? Um, so one of my traditions was we always used to take this like family trip to uh, go shopping in San Francisco. So it's kind of weird because even though I grew up in the Bay, um, mm-hmm. I grew up in, in Vallejo, which is sort of Northeast Bay. And um, even though I grew up here, we didn't we didn't go to the city that much. We didn't go to San Francisco that much. It was like kind of a, a big hassle as, as kids. My, my parents didn't really like going. And <laughs> so when we would go... Because um, there's no parking and it's crazy drivers and all the rules are all crazy. Yeah, I mean, downtown. probably. Yeah, I guess so. But like I talked to my parents lately and like they tell me stories about when they were dating and stuff and they used to go to the city all the time. So I don't know. Anyways, we didn't go. So when we would go on this family Christmas shopping trip, it was like this big thing. It felt like so exciting. And then like, you know, we would we would take Bart, which now is a complete horror story. It's a disaster. Bart is. But um, back then, taking the subway was like super cool to me, you know, and it was like this big trip going out uh, under the water and going into the city and so scary uh i mean when you're under the water you're like oh i just hope there's no earthquake and doesn't combust like jaws 3 okay (laughs) that's a terrible movie (laughs) and we live in reality could happen i suppose yes i suppose a giant fake 3d shark could bust i wasn't saying the shark just the thing would break anyways anyways so um it was a shopping trip and um the first big stop that we would do we take bart over get off at uh Powell and uh, we'd go shopping at uh, Nordstrom, which is was in the old San Francisco city. Fancy. Well, that was the whole thing. It's like we did not shop at Nordstrom like growing up. We were we were more like JCPenney, Sears kind of kind of family Capwells. But uh, Nordstrom was like the big holiday trip, and I think mo- mostly it was kind of like more just to see the the decorations because mm-hmm. Nordstrom is the it's still there. It's in the city center which is now Westfield, but it's the one where it's got like the round circular escalators and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Which I, so I started doing some research on this and those were the first uh, circular escalators in the United States. Oh wow. So they opened that building in 1991, well that shopping center in 1991. And uh, even though it's owned by Westfield now, it was originally developed by the people that made the Beverly Center and uh, the form shops at Caesars Palace, which I didn't know. Wow. Kind of interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was reading that it, that Nordstrom, when it opened in 1991, it like quickly became one of their like most profitable stores, which I thought was interesting too. Mm-hmm. So it's not only like just this fancy flagship; it actually is a lucrative business for them. So I thought that was interesting. Is it right? I don't know where Nordstrom is. It's uh, on Market. Oh, okay, so it's facing Market. Yeah, it faces Market. Okay, it's in what is now the um, Westfield, San Francisco City Center. Is that really close to where the cable cars are? Like the yeah, like right across yeah. from Powell. That's probably why, because it's super tourist yeah, destination. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was so cool. You go up, and it's like this big, I forget, it's like eight or nine stories. It's got these curved escalators inside, and this big, huge like atrium. And you can go up, and they usually have huge decorations that go from the ceiling all the way down. It just seems so cool and so fancy and adult to me, and I thought that was so cool. I don't think I've ever seen it in Christmas time. Oh, really? We should yeah. go over there. It's yeah, really, cool. really cool. Yeah, We can take pictures. And yeah, share it. Yeah, we could. It's actually even cooler now because, um, so, you know, I said it was owned by Westfield now, and um, Nordstrom used to be connected to the Emporium building, which is like uh, Emporium, Emporium Capitals was like an old 
Bay Area um, department store chain. Okay. So Emporium went out of business um, like sometime in the mid to late 90s, I think. And they, they ended up closing that building. But Nordstrom was attached to it. And uh, it used to have this huge dome inside. So then when Westfield bought the building and they redeveloped the Nordstrom side and the new side, they um, they uh, kept the original facade of the building and they kept the dome, which was designed by one of the most famous San Francisco architects. His name is Albert. I'm going to bo- like totally botch his name here. Albert either PC or PCs. I don't know. But uh, he they built this dome. Like they designed this thing. It's huge. It's gorgeous. Uh, they built it originally in 1896 and it actually survived the 06 quake. But then a couple days later it was destroyed by the fires as a result of the quake. Oh, not awful. But then, so they rebuilt it two years later in 1908. And, um, so the dome that's in the giant Westfield center now is actually that original dome from 1908. So if you haven't seen it, we should definitely go there. Yeah. Well, I, I know you've been there because we've been there. We go to the tap room and stuff. Yeah, but I've right never seen the like Christmassy. Yeah, Christmasification. So, yeah. I think last year they had uh, like a giant inverted Christmas tree up there, like Ooh. huge from the dome. It looks really really cool. Um, but one of the other things I found out while looking up some of the history about that building was um, that architect also designed the flood building, which is across the street. Um, which was another popular destination for us during our family trip because that's where the Gap flagship store now is. Oh. So I thought that was interesting that the same architect did did both of those kind of things. It's tied to your tradition. It is tied to my tradition. Mm-hmm. It is. So yeah, we would go from, kind of from there um, up to Union Square. And um, and I don't know, it's so funny because I was looking up like some of the stores and it made me realize that a lot of the stuff I loved as a kid just isn't there. <laughs> so I used to love Virgin Records. Virgin Records was like the first time I, I understood how big and like giant the world of music was. Because um, in Vallejo, I think the biggest music store we had was like the warehouse at the time. And it was small. It was a small location. So. Warehouse music? Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, going to Virgin Records, I mean, that was giant. And we used to eat at Planet Hollywood when we were kids, which, I mean, that that's a disaster story in and of itself. But the big highlight, which is also not there anymore, was F.A.O. Schwartz. And I used to love going in there. Big toy store, huge famous um, chain. So, like, do you know F.A.O. Schwartz? Yeah, it was in uh, Big. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So they used to have one here. They actually had the piano from Big in there, and you could dance on it. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. I loved going in there every year. I was so sad when it closed. When did it close? 2003. Hmm. I can't remember what's in there now. But it's on a... It was on the corner there of... Uh, Powell maybe right across from where the Apple store used to be okay yeah so it's just kind of funny thinking about we had so much fun uh, on that trip and and uh, a lot of the stuff that I really looked forward to going to see every year is just not even there anymore so kind of sad R.I.P. all right so um, back to you now what what were what was another one of your traditions Uh, during like Thanksgiving or like after Thanksgiving Mm mm-hmm uh, with my mom's family, we would do a uh, name picking for Christmas gifts. Okay. Uh, and that was always fun because I was a kid and I didn't have to do it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, as an adult, it's not as exciting. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless it's somebody you're like, oh, I can get them a really, a really funny gift. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah. What about you? Did y'all ever do that at your house? Um, 
<laughs> sort of. We <laughs> we would do the draw names thing, and then everybody would just completely violate it and just buy everybody stuff. <laughs> My family's so terrible at Christmas. Everybody like just spoiled, especially the kids. We're all super spoiled as kids growing up. Yeah, all the aunts and grandmas and everybody buys stuff for everybody. Yeah, I know. Each each time I go in there, like. I thought y'all said no gifts. Yeah, it's like an argument every year, and it has been for as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're definitely getting better about it, though. Like, I think people tend to buy mostly for the kids now, which is good. Christmas yeah. is more fun for the kids anyway. Yeah. I mean, kids are usually the ones that have the most gifts at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, gosh. There's like 30 gifts for all these kids, and you have like two or three. Yeah. Did you open presents like on Christmas Eve or on Christmas? We we did Christmas Eve uh with the family. The and family then, like with grandma and everybody? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh for Christmas Day, yeah. we would open Santa's gifts. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Cool. I think in my family we only opened for mom and dad on Christmas Eve. And then everybody else, including Santa, was on one day. Huh. That's fun. Maybe we'll have to do a like more Christmas specific episode later this month. Yeah. This is part one of... We oh, that's right. It's part one of We Don't Know How to holiday. holiday. That's right. Because, like you said, we only talk about traditions. <gasps> oh. Ah, secret word. <laughs> All right. So another one, uh, another big thing of mine that we did in my family was uh, my aunt. So funny enough, my aunt, who also organized the uh, family shopping trip. Uh, she also used to host this cookie party every year. What she Ooh. called it a cookie party, which was super fun. And I mean, this was like the event that we all looked forward okay, to. Okay, time out. Yeah. Can we have a cookie party? Yeah, we absolutely can. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm taking you away from your story. Yes. Are there any cookies that would not be allowed at a cookie party? I mean, it's your party. You can do what you want. Yeah, but are, are there any cookies that you are absolutely like not down with and you would not want to co- this type this specific cookie at your cookie party? Or, mm, that's a really good question. Or do you enjoy all cookies? No, I definitely don't enjoy all cookies. I don't like those stupid raspberry Linzer tarts that everybody else <laughs> likes. I hate raspberry. <laughs> what about the ones with strawberry inside? No. I don't like berry, like berry cookies. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite cookie? Mm. Uh, during Christmas time, you know what my favorite cookie is? Mm. That freaking butter cookie that looks like a pretzel that has the big sugar crystals in the on blue top. tin. Yep. Yeah, those are so good. Oh, oh man, mm-hmm. I remember those will always remind me of uh, the holidays. Yeah, because I don't know, we didn't ever have them other than that time. Yeah, I don't think we did either. Actually, yeah, you know they're somehow always at Costco now. Oh, train! <laughs> you guys can hear that. We live near a train. That's what it sounds like, even with our windows closed. Yeah, no shaking right now, though. Nope. Um, well, anyways, in my family, the cookie party was a little bit different. It wasn't like bring all of the kinds of cookies. It was like my aunt would buy, uh, you know, like the rolls of sugar cookie dough from uh-huh. the refrigerated section. We would She would buy like dozens of those, and everybody would come over, and we'd roll them out, and everybody would make and decorate cookies. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it was like an activity. So it was like a big party, and you'd hang out and drink and be merry and all that. But um, when you came in you would sit down and like make the cookies and decorate them. And then once you were done, then you'd go and party. Would you eat the cookies or you just had you could displayed for... You could. Yeah, I mean, it was like you... Everybody would like line them up and everybody would compare and be like, this is terrible, that's judging. beautiful. It wasn't like a judging thing. Yeah, a Sounds little like bit. judging. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but it was super fun. Who always had the best one? 
Um, Sean was really good at him from a young. Sean's my brother. He was really good at him from like a super young age. <sighs> Just because he's got that great memory. I know he's a really good artist. Talent. Yeah, yeah, he was really good at a super young age. It was fun. It was really cool. But it was fun to see like people, different people's interpretations of stuff. Some people would be silly. Some people would be fun. Some people would be like really traditional. Whatever. But it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. We, we, you know, my aunt, she would do this and, um, I mean, I think at one point there were like over a hundred people that came. Whoa. Yeah. It was, Wait. it was super intense. A hundred people came for a cookie party. Yeah. It was, I'm telling you, this was like the event. Is that why she has like three ovens? Probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm serious. This was serious business. I'll have to pull up some photos of this. They were like, it was, it was a big to do. Wow. And when she stopped doing it, I mean, people were, were all upset. So maybe maybe this is something we can revive. Maybe we can start a cookie party here and we'll invite my aunt. Yeah, maybe they'll come here and climb the stairs. Probably not. People hate our house because it has so many stairs. It doesn't have that many. I know. It's only 19 per floor. Yeah. They only have to go up one floor. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, let's go back to you. All right. Let's do another tradition. Ooh. All right. Uh, this one is kind of a interesting tradition i actually okay. touched, touched upon it uh last episode oh that's another uh, theme here mm-hmm. oh lots of foreshadowing going on in this podcast not, oh yeah 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 okay uh and callback oh callback so i talked about how we would go down to um the valley in texas to go to that shrine mm-hmm. and the black friday shopping whatever mm-hmm. um so <laughs> we really didn't know what was happening with that shrine other than like we'd go there and like uh, there was mass and I need my mom had said something about it got destroyed okay. and then they rebuilt it and I'm like oh okay that's interesting all right um so I actually looked up a little bit more about that shrine mm-hmm. and uh I was kind of fascinated by what I read okay so um, do tell so we would go down after Thanksgiving uh I think I don't, sometimes we'd leave later that night mm-hmm. or really early in the morning on Friday okay. and head down to the uh, Rio Grande Valley to McAllen. Okay. So how McAllen. far is that from your, from Houston? Maybe four hours? Whoa, this is a it big was a, deal. It was a while. Okay. It took a while to get there. Um, so yeah, we'd head down there to the Rio Grande Valley and uh, we would go and visit the Basilica of Our Lady of San Juan del Valle. Okay. Um, basically, the Our Lady of San Juan of the Valley. Okay. And Our Lady is the Virgin Mary. Yeah. I got that part. Thanks. <laughs> so, what I found out <laughs> from the website is that they get over a million visitors a year. Holy moly. At this shrine. That Why? We What's to. so special about it? It's just a really big shrine tradition or what yeah tradition when you say really big like scale like it's it's, physically large i mean i was little a little kid so it seemed really large (laughs) like church seems big when you're little yeah but this is bigger than like the normal church okay like oh there's church right there this is like oh this is real big okay and five of my churches could fit in that church okay uh and one of the big things that they have there is this giant statue of the the virgen de uh, Sun one, yeah, get him the Sun one. Okay. Uh, so I looked up a little more about it, and a little bit of the history of it was um, the origins of Our Lady of San Juan del Valle trace back to San Juan de los Lagos 
which is a town in near Guadalajara, Mexico. Okay. Um, and Lagos is lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1623, a traveling acrobat and family stopped in that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> okay. Just, just, go, just with go with it. it. Okay. Go with it. Cause I'm you're going. just going to have right, to go with this here. One. I'm in the 1600s. All right. Traveling family. 1600s, with an acrobat. Traveling acrobat and family stopped in this town, San Juan de los Lagos. Yes. And they were going to perform there. Okay. So during a practice, the youngest daughter, um, lost her balance and died. Uh Oh yeah. Okay. So this woman that was a caretaker at the, this church that was there, um, she got a image of the Vidhin Mm -hmm. of San Juan and put it on the girl Uh and was praying and telling the family, like begging the family to pray for the little girl and ask for the virgin to help. Okay. So, Apparently, things got a little crazy, and that girl came back to life. What? Yeah. Interesting. Miracle. Okay. This is a miracle now. Is this Miracle, Texas? No, this is Miracle in San Juan de los Lagos. Okay. In Mexico. Got it. So, people were like, what? And so... (laughs) Wouldn't you be? The... The news spread of the miracle, and it led to the devotion of La Virgen de San Juan. Okay. Throughout the state of Jalisco in Mexico. Okay. So we're going to fast forward now to 1920. Okay. The Reverend Alfonso Jalbert built a small wooden chapel in San Juan, Texas. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So he built a little place there, and then... Uh, a little over 20 years later, 1949, uh, Reverend another reverend of a church mm-hmm. of the church in San Juan mm-hmm. uh, convinced the bishop of the time to um, <laughs> he convinced the bishop to basically uh, get the like that the people in the town, mm-hmm. the community, yeah. needed or would benefit from uh, having like devotion to the Virgen de San Juan. Okay, I don't know. And so this is like 300-ish years later. This yeah. bishop is saying they would benefit from devotion to this virgin that was... Probably because it said it was the place was named San Juan too. And so okay. maybe there was... So like it's just connection. like similarity. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm not too sure. Didn't get into that. All but right. So yeah. So this, this, guy, this reverend convinced the bishop that the community would benefit from the devotion to the lady, Our Lady of San Juan. Okay. And so... Bishop said, cool, go with it. And so the reverend commissioned an artist from Guadalajara to reproduce a statue uh, f- dedicated to the Virgen de San Juan. Okay. Uh, so he went to Mexico, got a guy to do it, uh-huh. and it basically is a like replica of the one that was there. Okay. And so they had that there back in Texas. Huh. So five years later, a new church was, a uh, new church and shrine was built and dedicated to the Virgen de San Juan. Okay. And now they had the, a place to put the, the newly created statue okay. and whatnot. Gotcha. Now the community could celebrate and devote to Our Lady. Interesting. Yeah. Now here's where it kind of gets easier. Wait, there's more to the story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. It's okay. even crazier. All right. So after that, 15, ye- 15 years later, mm-hmm. while 50 priests... Um, were giving a mass and 50 people were there to, that were attending. Yeah. 
there was also a hundred school children that were eating in the cafeteria right next door. Okay. A plane crashed into the into the sh- the dome of the shrine, the roof of the shrine, and exploded into flames. Holy moly! Yeah. While this mass was happening, and all these people were there, and these Whoa. kids were there. Luckily, everybody got out alive. No way. Everybody got out alive. That was in there. The only casualty, the only casualty reported mm-hmm. was the pilot. No way. Yup. Everybody else got out alive. That is nuts. Uh, so it was said that the Viet Hinh, the San Juan, was protecting the children. And I guess the other people, crazy. but the the emphasis was that she was protecting the children. Okay. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, and they were also, some uh, priests that were there were able to get out the statue uh, and some other like Catholic um, uh, relics okay. that were in there, and they saved that before the wow. shrine was destroyed. Crazy. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me about, like, oh, yeah, a plane crashed into it, then it burned down, and then they rebuilt it. And I didn't know any of this stuff. So because of all this, is this is it considered like a, a blessed site or something? Is that why so many people go there? I mean, maybe. Crazy. Yeah. It was super crazy. But I mean, we would always go there every year. That's weird. So does this change your opinion of of your experiences going there now? Mm, I mean. Like, does it make it feel more special now, now that you know the whole story? I find story? it more interesting. I don't know about more special. Yeah. I think the special thing was being with the family. Okay. And just. Because um, this is pretty far from your house. Four yeah. hours. That's far. So we had to deal with each other in the car for that long. Yeah. Deal with each other there and then have to go to church. Yeah. And I think it might have been a longer mass because it was like a Thanksgiving one right. or whatnot. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, they ended up build, rebuilding. They rebuilt uh, an even bigger and better shrine. Yeah. Uh, to the north of where the original one was. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, oh, I want to see what if they have like the remnants of the oh, original one or whatnot. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. And it took four years and it opened in 1980, the newer, bigger one. Okay. So that's the one that you went to. Yes. And Our Lady, yeah, because I wasn't born before then, Steve. Well, people don't know how old you is. Ooh, shade. Uh, Our Lady of San Juan de Valle became recognized as a national shrine in 1998. And a year later, Pope John Paul II designated it as a basilica. What does that mean? I don't know. Big <laughs> church. Cool. Thanks for the fact then. I, I looked it up. It was basically something like big, big structure. Like a official like structure of importance. A type of building, usually a Christian church. It was typically rectangular with central nav and aisles. Usually oh, okay. a slightly raised platform and apps or one of yeah, but okay, whatever. Then why did he declare it? I don't know. I don't know. That's just what you do when you're pope. Like I guess basilica. So. You do you, pope. <laughs> Here he did his. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so I found that super interesting. That's like, fun. A little more of the history about something that we did. And yeah. I thought it was just like. Does your family still go down there? Yeah, they went down there. Uh, this past, uh, they didn't go. I don't know if they went. They went before Thanksgiving actually okay. this year. Cool. Uh, my mom got to go down there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Neat. You should go there with them again, like in the next couple of years. Maybe. Be cool. 
We'll see. You're like, yeah, right. Okay. Well, one of the other highlights about going down there was that we would usually go to Mexico. Oh. And then I'd get like, I don't know, really fun toys. Yeah. Or... Is it super close to the border? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty close. Cool. Nice. Well, that's pretty fun. Like, it, I like I like going back through these old, um, like, histories and seeing, you know, there's actual history associated with this stuff other than our personal history. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Things we didn't know. Yeah. Things we didn't know. Uh, well, I only have one more. This one's okay. not super exciting, but it was a big part of my growing up. All right. So, Christmas cards or holiday cards, whatever you want to call them. But uh, we used to make ours every year. So when we were little kids, my brother was probably in kindergarten. So I was probably in first, uh, probably like second, third grade. Uh, My mom got this idea that the kids should start designing our Christmas cards every year. (laughs) And so we would just draw a picture and she would turn them into like, you know, the little simple like four up folded kind of, you know, eight and a half by 11 card. Mm -hmm. And it started off as this just like, um, it was like a black and white Xerox copy on cheap colored paper. And I mean, we did this for like years. I mean, 15 years probably, uh, somewhere in there. Wow. Nah, it couldn't have been that many, but at least 10. Um, and so every year my brother would draw, I think I did that the outside and my brother would do the inside and the whole family would sign it. And I mean, we must have sent over a hundred of these things every year. Where are these? I have a, f- a few of them, Ooh. but my mom, my mom, and I think maybe my grandma, they have all of them still. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it became this big thing where like, uh, it was always super awkward as a little kid because we'd get like uh, family members or, or family friends that you didn't know very well. Mm-hmm. And they'd come up and be like, oh, I saw your artwork. It was so beautiful. You're so talented. And I'd be like, thanks. Who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> it was always super awkward. Uh, but that was another another like, you know, like guy I always say like that was another tradition that uh when it when it stopped people were people were sad and they were always asking where's that artwork oh yeah we haven't made one in a while yeah you and I we we did a couple years yeah Yeah. it's I feel like it's just hard to fit it in with time and stuff although for two years in a row now I've you've done it for other I've done a commission of of it for our friends yeah Hmm. so maybe we'll maybe there's still time we can start it up this year (gasps) and any listeners that would like one they can always reach out. Maybe we can send them one. Okay. What do you think? I hope 400 people don't reach out. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to San Jose and then I get mean, a maid. We could. I don't know if they do that there. Yeah. But. Uh, well, these were some fun traditions. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about, about uh, what about new stuff. traditions? What are, what are some things that we want to start doing instead? Well, we started getting a real tree. That's true. So last year we got a we had artificial tree for many many years. Yes. Well, we used to get real ones when we, we lived in L.A. Remember, yeah, remember we'd go get them at Superior Market. Oh, uh, that was one time. No, it was several times. One. Steve exaggerates. <sighs> Mike underestimates. <clears throat> Anyways, so we got last year we started getting a real tree again, and this year we we did it again. I like the real tree. Yeah, I like the smell. It's so weird that we do that, but yeah. I, I do like it. It's just such a weird thing. But I like it. Uh, what else do we want to start doing, though? Be crafty. Make our own Yeah, crafts. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because crafts, we were at, so, <laughs> uh, we did end up being at a mall on Black Friday because we went to see Coco. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we didn't go really shopping at the mall, but no. we went to the, th- the theaters. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you have not seen Coco yet, go see it. Yes. It's amazing. Go see it. Please go see it. Yeah. But yeah, so we were at a mall. We are at a mall and we walked around and we almost went shopping at the mall. Yeah, but we decided not to. Yes. So. But we want to do more crafty things. Yes. Well, I was talking about that because we were at the mall and we saw these Christmas crafts and they were on sale. Oh, yeah. But still like 80 bucks. Yeah. For like some sticks and some felt. Totally. And so. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can do that. We should. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can do pretty easily. Yeah. Like we uh, we follow the, the Crafty Lumberjacks. Ah, the Crafty Lumberjacks. So the Crafty Lumberjacks are these two guys. Uh, they're super popular on social media. Andrew and Dennis. Um, they're part of a, a show on HG, HGTV called Handmade. And they were recently on an episode of The Chew on ABC. Um, but they're just amazing. Super talented about making fun little like crafts that you can use as gifts or for decorations around your house for the holidays and stuff. But um just little projects that are super easy but just so creative stuff i would never have thought of yeah it's like wow like like that took no time yeah totally amazing yeah um you can find them on on instagram or on youtube at, at crafty lumberjacks um they just published a video i think this week about uh uh like small little stuff that you can make with kind of leftover pieces from other projects around your house which i thought was super cool hmm, that's fine yeah we should make things. Yeah, I was thinking that would be a fun thing that we could start on Christmas Eve. Yeah, because we've already we've always got my brother's family over. They've got a little one now. We've got my mom. She likes to do crafty stuff. So, but well, maybe we can have a few things before then. Yeah, and then and then do after. something. Yeah, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I like being crafty with people. Yeah, me too. Even if it's like, uh, I think it's fun because it's uh, just a small activity that that focuses your brain on something away from the TV. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel. That when people are focused around an activity where you're being creative, it forces you to talk to each other too. It does. You know, uh, Judy, one year, my my stepmom, she uh, she got this random idea one year, maybe a couple of years in a row, where she got these little like uh, cheap ornament kits that you get at the store, like at Michaels or whatever, and they're little ceramic ornaments and they're blank, and they come with little, um, you know, those little cheapy um, acrylic paint things and. Mm-hmm. She just randomly one year was like, we're going to do this. And <laughs> it ended up being super fun. Um, but, you know, because everybody was, you know, sitting and doing an activity, it forced us to talk to each other. Kind of like, you know, this year we started a tradition for Halloween where ah, a tradition. <laughs> well, we did. We resumed our jack-o'-lantern carving with one set of friends. Yep. And we did a lot of talking over that. Mm-hmm. And then we started a tradition of sugar skull. Ah for uh Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. um with some other friends and great conversation over this kind of stuff. I, I, I love how for like being creative together forces you to have conversations. Yes. It's really fun. Needs more wine. Also wine. Yes. <laughs> Craft and wine. Craft and wine. We can have that night. Meet cool. Up, meetup.com. Oh, I don't, I don't know about all that. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> super, super creepy. <laughs> all right. Well this week was fun. Um, I mean, I thought it was going to be kind of quick, but when we started putting our kind of, uh, traditions Brains together, together, yeah, as often happens, it ended up being a time vampire. Cause I started researching, what is this? What is that? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to learn some of the things that you did growing up and some more history about, about the places where we went. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, the story of a plane crashing into a church, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And the million visitor thing. Yeah. crazy. Insane. I yeah. mean, I, I remember there was always tons of people there, but mm-hmm. I thought it was just, oh, because it's the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And like the buildings that we visited in San Francisco growing up, it's cool to see that some of those are uh, some of the first buildings or first structures rebuilt after the quake in 06. I mean, that's really cool. Just pieces of history that I didn't know about. Yeah. And I'd like to see it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go over there this holiday season. Yeah. I would Let's like restart to. this tradition. Ah. Well, I'd like to know uh, traditions from some of our listeners. Yeah, totally. Like, can y'all leave us uh, some messages on Facebook and let us know, hey, what these were some of our traditions that we did. Or yeah. maybe y'all did the same things we did. Yeah, wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, that would be really weird. But super interesting. Yeah. And super fun. Yeah. Vicariously, we were all together. That's doing right. the same thing. Forever. Forever. All right. Tradition. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for the show this week. Oh, wait. One more mention. Oh, God. Before what? we wrap up. What? There's going to be some amazing videos I'm going to put up about the Tree Whisperer, and you'll find out more if you check out our social media. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say why. People have to look for the social media to see why. <laughs> But I hate you so much. It's amazing. That's it for our show this week. Music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff from Pond 5. Our opening vocal jingle is by Chad Conselmo. Thanks, Chad. Let us know what you think about the show. Tweet at us. I'm at Silvis Design. I'm at T-E-K-N-O-M-C-R. And we are at Mike Stevecast. And thanks to everybody who's uh, left us a rating and liked us on Apple Podcasts. Please do so because it helps our show get out there to more people. Yes, and they can hear our lovely voices and awful banter. And suffer with you. So <laughs> until next week, everybody, have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.